You're listening to Talk Israel with Anya Farber, where we talk everything Israel. The art, the culture, the music, the food. Oh man, don't get me started on the food. So grab a plate of shakshuka, sit down and listen up. And now your host, Anya Farber. Hello, 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 everyone. Shavua Tov. This is your host, Anya Farber, here on Talk Israel. And today, I have my first in-studio guest. And I couldn't think of a better way to do this than my gorgeous inside-and-out partner of the Zionistas, my co-host of the Zionistas, Elana. Hello. So we're together today in studio, and we're going to be talking about some super cool events that are coming up, which will help bring some more awareness to Israeli designers and artists and stuff like that, because here on Talk Israel on the CRS radio network, the Knowledge Network, we're always trying to share knowledge. And so I thought, um, hi, why not have Alana come in and talk about an event coming up this week? Yes. I might just be counting the days um, <laughs> that is going on in New York City. Um, so why don't you kind of tell us about this event that's coming up and um, if people are in the area of the, the, the greater the metropolitan greater. New York City area, um, or if they're feeling like flying in, where would they? Depends uh, just how it. much you want to schlep. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Masa Israel, um, which is a non-for-profit that sends 18 to 35-year-olds um, to Israel for gap year, for study abroad, for teaching fellows. They're partnering with the Marley Meyerson JCC, the Upper West Side JCC, and UJA, B'nai Jeshurun. And in honor of Israel's 75th birthday, um, we are putting together a shuk, like a market-style shopping event. Um, this May 4th, this Thursday, May 4th, from 7 to 9 p.m. It's going to be very exciting. And if you don't know, a shuk is like a market, an Israeli market, um, although there will not be any bargaining at this market. I'm also a little upset because every time I talk about the shuk, and we talk about food all the time, so be prepared to talk about food today, um, I talk about how I eat, like, an exorbitant amount of things when I'm in Israel. I do, too. Yeah. So, But I, like, when I eat them here, I have, like, an allergic reaction. I think everything is so much fresher in yes. Israel. Cherries, can't eat them here, eat them in Israel. Yes, just the dairy and the, just fruit and vegetables. Sure. Less, just like less crap is sprayed on them. I, I do. I think that's part of it. And I've also talked about, you know, at the Shuk in Jerusalem, which is, you know, oh my God, like the experience of all experiences. It's always a baladon, always. Yes, but it's like, like the kefma od. It's can. very fun. So, yes, we use words like balagan, we use words like kef, so we, we always just highlight with our listeners what those actually mean. So balagan is like chaos, but it could mean chaos, actual chaos, or chaos in a good way. Like let's, Yeah, yes. it's true. It's a balagan, but tov. It's a good balagan. <laughs> so it's a good chaos. Um, like the kind of chaos on a Friday before Shabbat at the show. My favorite time. You can't, you have to like really yeah. hustle. So, but, but also it's, it's an amazing time if you want to go on a Friday morning to people watch. You just have to step out, you know, to that open part where, yeah. like, there's those side streets. Mm-hmm. So I, I sat one Friday uh, before Shabbos, and I was even watching the rabbis trying, you know, getting the men to put the yeah. on. 
Um, so putting on tefillin, it's like um, a system of like leather wrapping for men with a prayer that goes along. And it's like um, it's a religious obligation. It's a privilege, though, as well um, to say. And men can say it after bar mitzvah age, which is 13, watching them. And, and like they exist just to help people like, you know, connect with their spirituality it. and their religiousness, which is nice. Um, and when my husband gets stopped, he jokes. He's like, yes, um, I look Jewish. <laughs> my nose. <laughs> I know you're I fast, but you know, it's funny. It's funny that you would bring that up, Alana, because one of the things that we're always talking about on Talk Israel is like, what does a Jew look like? What does an Israeli look like? And your husband's not only Jewish, he's Israeli. Right. But like, he, I think that if someone looked at you and I, they would maybe point at us, you know, we belong more in Israel than your husband just with his coloring. Yeah. I feel like when you think of quote unquote, a typical Israeli, you're thinking of like the dark. Moroccan yeah. or uh. Yemenite, like dark hair, dark skin. And though, <laughs> Anya, Anya, chill. I know. Guys, <laughs> where is he? I know he exists in Israel. We're looking uh, for a shidduch. No, 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 not a shidduch because no. No, I'm not that religious. So, by the way, I am I am involved with arranging a shidduch for a friend. So, he's fantastic in his 20s. So, if you are, like, religious, want to speak Hebrew or speak Hebrew and are open to living in Israel, DM me on Facebook or Instagram. You guys can reach me on Facebook on at Anya Farber, A-N-Y-A, F-A-R-B-E-R. And on Instagram, it's A-N-Y-A underscore think, T-H-I-N-K underscore differently, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-L-Y. I'm getting really good at spelling differently quickly. I was just saying, I was thinking, whoa, yeah. that was really, because I always have to like, yeah, I know. Phonetically but if you do it like in a, like a sing-songy way, it goes much better. And then also, if you guys are interested um, in any of the things that, you know, may have questions for Alana. Alana, how can they reach you on social media? I am Sababa, S-A-B-A-B-A underscore creative. You guys can spell creative. Yeah. Um, and Sababa means cool in yes. Hebrew. I call Sababa. Everything's cool. Everything's chill. Um, and just for, can I introduce myself a little? Please. That's, that's what we're, that's what we're, that was our next thing. But see, see how good it is, guys? The, our program's going to be so great because I, I didn't even need to transition her or cue her. She just did so it herself. Simpatico. Yes. Um, so in 2014, I started a blog called Sababa in the City. And it was to highlight all of the fashion coming out of Israel, Israeli designers, what's going on in the industry. And it was kind of just like a passion project side gig kind of thing. Um, and then during the pandemic, I really found a niche for myself. I pivoted and I have a full creative agency now. Um, I mainly I mainly work with Jewish nonprofits, Israeli brands, fashion and lifestyle brands. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing now. And I met Anya and we kind of just clicked. Yes, we met at a Jewish women's event through the Chabad of Orange Woodbridge. Shout out. Shout out to Chabad you know what? Babka brings people together. Babka does. And I have to tell you, that was so delicious. And I, I am not ashamed to say that that went in like two days. I think I might have overdid it with the cinnamon. I might have overdid it as well, but it was okay. And yeah. I really enjoyed it. And But I will say that like moving forward when I make it, um, I don't think I need to add that much sugar. But I had never, I was like, I'm not normally a rule follower when it comes to baking. But I was feeling very like 
pressure. So <laughs> no, because I bake all the time. I love baking. And you just make up the recipes? No, I just kind of like add a little less or a little more because, you know, like sometimes you don't need all the sugar or whatever. If you want to take your babka to the next level, I found a babka fresh mm. toast recipe. That sounds like a heart That's, attack on a plate, but it sounds It does delicious. sound like a heart attack on a plate, but you know, I don't, it's like the banana bread French toast. Oh, yeah. Um, Sorry, I just had to pause for a second because there, uh, I, I, I lost a friend last week, um, and his one of his favorite things was banana bread French toast. It was kind of weird that like you were talking about the box French toast, and it hit me. Um, I miss him very much. He knows who he is. I don't feel comfortable um, saying who he is, but if you guys know me, you know, um, and I miss him very much. So, um, but yes, I think that those types of things are amazing on their own, but then to like make them into French toast, because like I'm good with challah French toast. Yeah. I am a little snotty. I don't like regular French toast because the challah is already sweeter and it soaks up the egg so much better because it's like a fluffier if bread. If you really want to get into it, egg versus water challah. Okay, we're going to have to do that. I think that might be a whole other program. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like we should get um, an Israeli baker on and like really dive oh, into definitely. it. Like, let's do that on another program. So, guys, something to look forward to. Boom, there you go. More food. Because, or says it in my intro, you got to talk about the food. The culture, the music, the food. Don't hey. get me started about the food. So, grab uh, your shakshuka. Oh, slicha, slicha. Uh, or I believe that was a bit of a challenge, and she did a throwdown. And English is actually your native language. Yes. So, uh, or Georgie. Though, <laughs> if he challenged you to rapping, I think he would just wipe the floor so. with you. Um, yeah. I'm not yeah, much of sorry. a rapper. But you guys can check out his current album. It's Momentum. It's out. Um, and you can find him on social media. He's linked to me. He's Or Georgie. I think he's Or underscore Georgie. I'll check uh, during a, a music break. Um, but his YouTube channel, you can just uh, put him right in there uh, in English or in Hebrew. You guys don't need a Hebrew keyboard just to hear some of um, the music and stuff like that. So I have a feeling that everyone is hearing how excited every soul in my house is right now. <laughs> Um, which includes the the clavim, um, but that's okay because you know what? Sometimes, much like the shuk, a balagan is a balaganto. So back to the whole like shuk thing. Yes, I'm very excited. I did. I have to tell you a bit of research, like a bit of homework, because I was like, hmm. It's not a very long program, so I was like, I better like do my research and start looking up each and every one of the some vendors. Really cool designers coming. All super cool. Um, there is definitely one uh, designer that I'm like, ooh. Can I take a guess? Is it Ariel Tithar? It's the the. I think you're wearing the dress and something. I feel like there's a very bright colored dress. Is that the woman who makes the dresses? Oh, I have to go back. L to NYC. I, I think, think that's what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I feel like, were you in a, one of those dresses? No. no? Okay. Um, then I must have just been looking at the dresses. And I think I posted a photo into the designer wearing That's what you did. Okay. So that's how I aspire to look like when I'm that age. Fantastic. What <laughs> age is she? Are we allowed to say? I don't know. Oh, okay. Older. Okay. All right. I wonder <laughs> if she's older than me. <laughs> we don't know. We'll look into it and get back to you. Um, well, I, I'm ageless, though, Alana. 
you look at. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for lying to me. Um, but I will say that it's it's funny because we also kind of like worked with our coloring today, which is kind of funny because we did not talk about this at all. But now normally I'm in like black, black and black and maybe like some white. Um, but I did buy two dresses when I was in Israel because um, big shout out to um, my friends who does fashion tours. Um, and I will get her page in a minute so we can have that. But she took me to a little boutique and it was really funny because she's putting all these, like, she's like throwing these clothes at me and I'm like, yeah, oh. Like, so she was like leading the tour and like your personal shop. So I actually style. had like a little private personal tour, but she does do that with the tour. She does the tours and then she also like does a lot of suggesting and um, she was like handing me things. I'm like, yeah, listen, you and I have known each other a long time. We used to work at the consulate together. And I was like, I am not going to wear these things. They are way too colorful. And what did I did? I left with two very, very colorful dresses. This being one of them. This being one of them. So I do think it's I funny. I love how she says it's very colorful. It's like varying shades of green and purple. I know, yeah. but this reminds me of kind of like old school vintage Poochie. Yeah, I, I was literally just about to Yeah, so, and I've been a little obsessed with like the whole Poochie look for a while. It, it, it's like, I don't know. It's like I rock the Jackie O glasses and have for a very long time because it's a look I like, you know, um, when it's trendy and in fashion, like awesome. Yeah, no, but I like it no matter what. I just feel like it's such a fun print. Yes. That is exactly what, what I'm saying. So I happen to see that there are some of these designers. Now, all of these designers are here in the U.S., but they are Israeli. They're Israeli or they're Jewish. Okay. So, um, like, Ariel Tidhar, mm-hmm. she makes really stunning things. She Her medium is acrylic, so she makes, like, acrylic earrings and necklaces. Oh, yeah, I saw some of that. And she has, like, really cool, like, Hansa wall hangings and fans. And, like, yes. I did see the fans. I was like, that's kind of cool. Might leave with a fan. Um, and I love, like, and, for, a Tel Aviv gay pride parade staple, if I do say so myself. Oh, fan. oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, and Tel Aviv hosts, I found this out recently, um, I think it was a couple of years ago. They have the largest gay pride parade in the world. Oh, in the world, not in the Middle East? No, in the world. I, was, I believe that. It's massive. And, I mean, it's, I was going to say, it's like massive, massive. I've been like one time. It's so fun. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like it would be because it looks like a giant party. Like, well, Tel Aviv is like kind of, when people ask me, oh, I just had to my neck. When people ask me about Tel Aviv, I'm like, well, city in Miami got together and had like a scandalous baby. <laughs> it would be Tel Aviv because it's got a lot of the um, Miami or L.A.? No, Miami, low LA. Ugh, no, no. Sorry, LA, but no. I'm no. not. I'm, I'm not. LA like, is not, foggy I don't get... and free. It's all the free. No, the freeways are not free. You are not free to drive anywhere in LA. It's like a disaster. I, I never got the hype about it. Yeah, no, me either. And I Sorry. lived there for a little while, and I just no. You know what? <clears throat> to you anyway. Um, I can say that it's my show. Uh, but if they got together and had a baby, because right Miami's beaches and the nightlife at the beaches and like people being out on the beaches at yeah. night people are not out on the beaches in LA it's not safe sorry LA not sorry but Miami and New York because New York has like a lot of things that are like open all the time and things are and people are just like out and there's always people on the streets and, da, 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 da. and I feel like that's when like that's also like where you know the stock exchanges and like yeah. people do business so, yeah yeah but also it's incredibly clean Tel Aviv is so much cleaner. Yeah. Israel as a whole, and um, 
we talked about this on the program with or how as like Israel as a whole is just so much cleaner. People just don't throw trash around. Yeah. It's hey guys, you know what? You like take pride in where you live? Stop throwing trash on the ground. That was my public service announcement. It's also just so much easier to recycle in Israel. Like mm-hmm. the whole yeah. Oh so, yeah. So my friend is Yael Barzion, so that's Y A E L B A R dash Z I O N. Oh, she's right here. So, um, and she's fantastic, and she's like this tall drink of water, by the way. She's gorgeous, and she's always modeling all these clothes, and she has a lot of friends who are Israeli designers, their own boutiques that sell only, um, you know, like items that are made in Israel, which is you know, important, and um, you and I are both, they can't see, but we are sporting our not-out shoes, um, and I have to say that, you know, I feel like I need to, you need to put me in touch with the not-out people, because I have both, like, a bone to pick with them, but also, like, a, I can't even believe that this is real. I have a pair of shoes, oh, I can't, well, okay, we won't say when I, we won't say how old I was when I bought them, but the shoes are, oh, God. Wow. Well, I knew your age. 1994, so. they were purchased. And they still, like, I've not had them resold. I've not had any of the suede or leather fixed. Um, I wish I had taken better care of the leather, though. I yeah. think I can probably have, like, a good shoemaker clean that for me. Um, or, like, or I could have it stained to be, like, a darker color because I bought almost, like, a beige taupe. Color. Yeah, I did too. Um, but I mean, quite frankly, that's a ridiculous amount of time. They literally They're last almost you thirty for, years. Yeah, yeah. So like, not oh, like call like a vote, but also like maybe not the best business plan. <laughs> it was funny. I was joking with them last for thirty years. Oh, she's like, I guess this is the first time and the last time we'll be seeing you because mm-hmm. I've had my other pair. I got them in two thousand and five, and then they just start. They just started like getting to the point where I can't really wear them anymore, but. Yeah. You must have worn them, like, a lot. Yeah, they were constantly. summer camp shoes. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, you really beat them. Yeah. Yeah, you give them a good run for their money. Well, I have um, I have another – I have the sandal that I have on now, and I have um, – I have those – the sandals that are from 1994, and then I bought – it was more of, like, a covered pair, and they're silver. And, um, you know, I – I mean, I have it silver like so much. I love silver so so much. Um, and everything that I am wearing jewelry wise is from Israel. Uh, yeah, every single thing. Yeah, and the the ring and the bracelet, which a lot of people have seen me in with this mesh. And I I'm gonna talk to Orna Orna Galit, and I will um, give you guys her info because she does sell um, like internationally through Etsy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I, she has like the most gorgeous stuff, and I love. It's a connected ring, which to me is like, nice oh, I love that. And then, but I need another one so I could really be Wonder Woman. Yeah, so you can like let out. Like Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. And it's, it's I always bothers me. me a little bit when people think the T is silent. Gal Gadot, it's Gadot. Yeah. It's, she always has to like whatever she goes on a talk show. She's like, it's t- yeah. It's like a t- yeah. <laughs> Listen, Gal Gadot, if you would like to call in and come up here and talk Israel, we will make sure that everyone says your name right moving forward. If that is what I could do for you, I am here for you, Gal Gadot. I mean, don't get me wrong. 
I'm going to challenge you for the Wonder Woman thing. I mean, I don't look like Gal Gadot, but that's all right. I mean, and, and not for nothing, she shot that movie, like, after having her third kid, like, I like right after. No? She might have been pregnant during some of it, and then, she, like, kept, I was like, damn, girl. Like, Hola, is what seriously, I you are a badass. Yeah, much respect. Much respect, because, wow. <laughs> wow. That was pretty amazing. I mean, don't, I, I loved Linda Carter, like the old school reruns that were probably a million years old by the time I saw the rerun, but, and, oh my God, like amazing. And I would love to just twirl around like that and then just like, but I do feel kind of powerful when I'm wearing this bracelet. That's very cool. Yeah. So, and the beautiful thing is when, um, this summer when I'm in Israel, I'm going to be visiting a lot of these people that we're talking about um on our program and then people will be talking about on the zionistas so there's lots of good info to come because we are here on the crs radio network the knowledge network so what are we doing we're bringing people some new knowledge right because the more you know the better things are and i think the biggest problem is is that people don't really understand or know what's going on in israel because unfortunately if you are based in the united states or really in anywhere in north america um, the news media does not like Israel. The news media is not the most friendly to even the anti-Semitic things that are going on. Is yeah, that's up 80%, which is ridiculous. And um, I don't know if you saw recently in Canada, uh, I believe he's like a teen-ish uh, young man, uh, went around taking all these Israeli flags down and then burning them. I saw that. Yeah. And the idiot filmed himself. So much like the other two idiots in New York, you know what, guys? Karma's a B-I-T-C, you know what, sweetie, and you're stupid enough to film your idiotic, misinformed, ignorant life. So, toda, because you're so much easier to identify. You did, anything, did anything happen to him? So I don't know. So if you guys are living in Canada and listening to Talk Israel, please reach out to me. Um, you guys can reach me through CRS Radio, our webpage. Uh, there's CRS Radio webpage on Facebook. There is a CRS Radio Talk Israel webpage on Facebook. You can reach me on your Farber on Facebook or on Instagram, Anya underscore think underscore differently. Or reach out to Alana at Sababa Creative if you're just like, I really need to know more about that word. It's one of my favorite words. It's still not my favorite word, but it's in the top 10. Sababa's in the top 10. It's a good word. Yeah. I mean, aval is still always going to be my and favorite. Dafka is a good word, too. Although you can't exactly define it. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that might be a cusp one for me. Like, I could put it in the top 10 or yeah. make it 11 or 12. The reason aval is my favorite word. And I feel a little like I cheated our guest last week, the uh, Consul for Foreign Diplomacy, uh, Yuval. Uh, so, Yuval, I feel like I cheated you. I did not go into the whole why I think aval is the best word ever. Tell me. So, having worked with um, diplomats and, you know, translating things to English and everything, you know, you're talking in English and you're like, blah, 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 but anyway, or but, and then you just keep going. And there's not, you're like, mm, okay, right. But like you're talking in Hebrew and you're like, you know, you're you're saying the sentence and you're like, oh my God, like, oh, you know, it was so high, it was a val, and I feel like there's just like a natural longer pause has to come, it <laughs> has to come, and then people are like, wait, what? Wait, what? What are you gonna say? I just 
feel like. Make people sit on the edge of their seat. Yes, yes. And I need people listening to me all the time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. It's crazy. You give someone who likes to talk a talk show. What do they keep talking? They keep talking. So (laughs) it just works out just fine. But I really feel like Avala is such a great word. But um, Sababa suits your company so amazingly. And I think it was, it's, it's a lot of, you know, your energy and who you are. And it was so interesting that when we, you know, when we met at this event, this babka baking bonanza that we had, it was like, I guess you could say it's the babka. I'm sorry. I really, (laughs) if you, one thing you have to know about me, I'm a sucker for puns, no matter how terrible. Um, or Georgie, listen, you again, she's throwing down the challenge coin. Um, he's very punny, funny. And to like, just explain why, like he probably is laughing. I know he's listening right now in Israel, but when I first met him, it was like a couple brief phone calls. Um, because my friends, uh, Ellie Bismuth, the music producer who introduced me to him is, or is an amazing up and coming rapper. We had a very brief like phone call and we were going to meet to, to, to do an interview. And he walks in and it was like this crazy raining day. And I was like all out of sorts. I was like, um, in Israel. Yeah. It was like raining up down sideways diagonally in the wind and the thunder. And like it shook every part of you. It was like the worst storm I'd experienced in a while. And I get to the hotel. I'm soaking wet. Thank God I had a change of clothes in my bag. I don't know why. I just, because when I left the house that morning, I was like, I might want to change of clothes. I don't know. Thank God, because I was literally soaked from head to toe. I had to go into the bathroom at the hotel. And that was the um, Brown Hotel in Tel Aviv. I love that. Hotel. By the water, the small boutique. Um, I'm going to get the actual it address. It's called like by the beach, Brown by the beach or something. Yeah. And it has like a flamingo on it. Like I don't know. We're going to, I don't know. But my ceiling, guys, oh my God, like. It had a sloth and all these animals. It was like, and it was like first for an hour, it was very weird. But then at night, I would just be like, what's up, M? Was the jungle? Um, the hotel that we like booked out for our wedding, too. I'm going to I'm gonna look really quickly during a, a commercial, a music commercial break for it because I need to know and I want to, I want to give them their due because yeah. they, uh, first of all, the manager there is so freaking cool. So when I needed a place for the interview, I'd call them back, even though I wasn't staying with them that trip. I had stayed with them for a couple of days on a different trip. Um, they were like, oh my God, yeah, of course, come on. And they were so nice because their lobby is like a bar slash cafe slash it's super cool. And you just walk across the street and you're at the beach. But, like, I go to change, I come back out, he comes in, and he's talking to me in this accent, the accent from my promo. And I'm like, oh, dear God, I might have to subtitle this interview <laughs> because his accent is so thick. And he's talking to me, and I'm setting up, and I'm trying to be polite, and I'm smiling, and I'm listening to him. And I guess my eyes must have given away my, oh, God, oh, my God, I'm going to have to subtitle this. Nobody's going to understand him. And he just snaps and starts speaking with no accent. That's so funny. And I was like, what? And he's like, I was just screwing with you. <laughs> and he's like, unless you want me to do the whole thing like this. I'm like, well, you could. Uh, I may have to subtitle because sometimes you're a little difficult to understand. And he's like, no, 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 I can totally talk. So he actually started when he came on the show the same way. That's so funny. Yeah. And, and he's quite the, wait, 
what did he, I said, oh, you're such a jokester. And he's like, no, I'm, um, oh, I'm always scheming. <laughs> but not in a bad way, like in a yeah. funny way. I'm like, how can I make this funny? How can I make someone feel a little bit awkward, but in a funny way? And then be like, oh, just kidding. So I told him, I'm like, well, you know, it's almost too bad you're such a good rapper because I feel like you might have this like secondary career as a comedian. Hobby, yeah. I know. So, um, well, not that he has any free time, but like maybe he could just do that on the side. But um, so we, you know, we met at this event and, um, but seriously, like a, a major shout out to, to Chabad because they do run a lot of educational programs um, in the communities in which they are. And, and Chabad is like this, super interesting organization because they're, while they're more religious in the spectrum of Judaism, they're incredibly welcoming and very non-judgmental. I think they're their own, they're their own category. They're definitely, they really are. Yeah. Yeah. And they have this like, just this, this like outreach, which is amazing. And to that point, like you could find them in like the craziest places. They have a Chabad in Ghana, Africa. Yeah. Right? I and mean, Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, um, know, yeah, the I rabbi's know. daughter is in exactly. Vietnam. And yeah. she's just mushki. And her husband, whose name is evading me at the moment, just had another baby. Yeah. And they're they're in Vietnam. St. Thomas. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just everywhere. So Coca-Cola and Chabad. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're somewhere um, if you can find Coke or Chabad. And, um, hey, Coca-Cola, you might want to get on that. Um, anyone, executives from Coca-Cola, if you're listening, maybe you should make a, like, a Chabad label. Maybe. Some cross I'm just marketing. saying, I mean, they make, they make like, kosher for Passover. Yeah, like, brand, brand partnership. But you should do a brand partnership with Chabad. Also, anyone at Chabad in, like, the main office somewhere, if you're listening, you can, you can contact Alana and I. We will help make that happen. <laughs> We're very powerful together. I feel that we are. So we can, we can help you make that happen. Um, but we're, we're at the event and we're talking and I'm talking a little bit about my show and you're like, oh, hey, I think some of my clients might be like a good fit for you. And we started talking um, well, about... first, I must say, <laughs> when everyone's going around introducing themselves, I was like, oh, and by the way, yeah. you introduce yourself, sat down, stood up again, you're like, actually, yeah. can I just plug yeah. myself for I a know. second? And if you notice, that's how I was like, what did she say? Yeah. If you notice, like, we were the last table to go because my table was not, like, we were the bad table. We were, like, more chatting. We were, we were, we were kind of, like, we were the... Becky, Jen, y'all guys, you guys know, sometimes when we're together, we just get a little chatty. So we were chatting, and then I said to them, I'm like, I'm going to go last. I'm going to go last. I was like, I'm going to talk about my radio show. I'm going to do it. And so I was like, okay, right, so everyone, hi, you know, and then I'm talking about this show, and in a very dramatic, if I know you, I'm not dramatic at all, in a very dramatic fashion, I was like, oh, by the way, guys, I have this show on Talk Israel, CRS Radio Network, which is the Knowledge Network, and and Alana comes up to me after, and we start talking, and I'm like, oh, my God, I really feel like this client would be amazing. And then we start talking some more, and we realize that um, both Sababa Creative and then my company, the Letowitz Group, actually do a lot of very similar we things. We overlap a we lot. We overlap a lot. So we are actually, we can't say what yet, but we are teaming up on some super new upcoming mm-hmm. stuff with an Israeli jewelry designer who is very – talented and she is 
very beautiful inside. She happens to also be stunning outside. Like I told her, she just did a photo shoot with the model. Like you didn't even need the model. She was very, excuse me, whoever you are, wonderful model lady. You are beautiful, absolutely stunning. But like she's very beautiful and she wears her own stuff very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's very into women's empowerment. And that, so that's why we started talking and we're going to be working on something um, upcoming in several locations here in the U.S., uh, kind of like private shows slash Trump yeah. show yeah. type things, um, slash kind of like, you know, um, events for her uh, coming up this year. Within the next six months, we should have all of them out and you'll be able to find them you know, through Sababa Creative on our Zionistas website because we launched our website, guys. So yes. you want to give them that address? Yes. it's We're throwing it back to the 90s. It's yes. Zionistas.net. Yeah, baby. Um, you know, and yeah, we, um, we're we going to post all our podcasts there. Start Our first one's actually coming up yeah. on Sunday, yeah. the 7th. Yeah. Um, and we are also, we also try to post the latest news, Israeli fashion mm-hmm. and culture mm-hmm. news. So, there's going to be like a curated section for news. And uh, we've been putting some gorgeous things. So Alana happens to be an amazingly talented, like she's way better at the design stuff than I am. Um, but we've been using like throwback photos because Anya has the most epic collection of old life magazines. And yeah. I've just been finding such stunning photography. I love it. I mean, I have to, okay, so my dad usually somehow comes into the program. So my dad, uh, Mark Farber, who is listening, not appearing today, dad, don't call in. No, no. Because <laughs> um, I have to remind him sometimes it's the talk, it's talk Israel with Anya Farber, not Mark Farber. But my father was the one who gifted me all of these things. And um, I was like, oh, my God. And then we went looking through them. But I also have to shout out. Mama Farber, Debbie Farber, because can I say sure. she's hanging with um, Alana's gorgeous daughter. <laughs> and we're not telling you any more about her daughter unless you decide that we are. But she's adorable. That's all I'm going to say. So uh, my mom is taking like a little like fun time. So they're 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 having fun in another room, uh, not in the studio, because that might have been it might have been a fun balagon it might have been a balagon cast it might have been it might have been a balagon cast or it might have been a balagon cast taking a turn for the balagon exactly so she's spending time with Deb so big barber family party today we might have to like you know start involving your family as well you know at some point because it'll just be fun right like why not Lama love love Israeli in-laws right I want to have some Israeli in-laws cool again um, yeah, I mean, you know, you guys can definitely let me know if you know uh, where he is. I mean, I know where he is. He's in Israel. Just don't know exactly where yet. Um, but I'm going to find him, or he's going to find me, or whatever it is. It'll work out. Um, I know I joke and have a good time like that, and, and that's fine. And um, I've had some people actually write back to me and be like, wait, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's a joke. Like, I know that, like, the person I'm meant to be with, is in Israel. But this podcast definitely helps. I mean, listen, whatever. I mean, I'm just saying. But um, <laughs> so as we start moving into things, like we, we have a lot of stuff that's coming up that's really, really exciting. And so I'm so excited that, you know, Sababa Creative and the Littlewoods Group can team up with these things. Um, and I and we will have her on the, the program 
Um, and we will also, I'm hoping to arrange a date with Talia Sari, oh, yeah. the map jewelry. So guys, please check them out. And you can find them listed on my website with a link, a click-through link, um, and a promo code that I have listed, guys. So um, if you are really interested in jewelry that is so unique that, you know, it, it essentially is one of a kind unless you make two of them. Like I made a set for a friend, a husband, they got married. So yeah. I made them the exact same location. I think it's such a good gift Ooh. to get somebody who you really just don't know what to get them anymore. They well, that everything. was exactly. Yeah. It's really um, meaningful. Also, Alana has a birthday coming up. So I'm just saying someone, you know, who might want to get her a present. It's going to be on the day we record our first episode. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and I And I really was, like, kind of hoping to have, like, I didn't hear back from them in a time that it would make it to like get something oh, from the girl, but because um, this you know darn international shipping and stuff. But that's also, okay. my parents are going in June. I gave my mom a long list of what I want. Already. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then there's a bunch of other people that we've uh, met along the way. Some other designers. We're going to be spending some time um, in the Diamond District, and um, with like custom jewelry because the. the Diamonds are very big in Israel. Like there are a lot of diamonds. Yeah. That's where a lot of them are cut and, and shipped, you know, around the world. And um, Israel has, you know, very strong presence in that community. So I've been down there before. It's in Ramat Gan, which is a city right next to Tel Aviv. It's still a very big city. Yeah. I went to university there for a bar Ilan. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, my, my good friend Gilad, Gilad Mizrahi. Shout out to you. He lives, he also worked with the LNI at the consulate. And um, he lives in Ramat Gan. But um, yeah, I've been to the jewelry industry and um, behind, oh, right up here, um, yeah, I have someone's business card. She makes amazing. Oh, she, this is from her. Oh, nice. My little, um, this is like supposed to keep me safe and lucky. She explained it to me and I've forgotten at this moment, but I will. I will share that knowledge when I have it here on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. So we are here with Talk Israel with Alana, and we're talking about, like, these upcoming events. And I'm very excited for this program because the the organization, and it's funny because if you don't put in Masa Israel, some other very interesting things come up. Oh, if you just put in Masa <laughs> and not Israel after yeah. what comes up? I'm not um, well, it starts talking about, like, uh, t- like there's like an actual item that's called Masa like, or something and then there's an organization a United States organization which does not at all do the same thing so that's M-A-S-A Israel if you're going to put it into Google Masa in Hebrew means journey so, right yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't think you could put journey Israel in there because right. that would come up with like a thousand other things so but they're based in Israel but then they have offices all over the world um, they're a client of mine I work with their North American team and I wanted to I created this event because I wanted to like kind of make more of a community like bring community together in the area because there's a lot of Masa alumni in the area mm. and so you know how many happy hours can you have how many like whatever kind of events like yeah. that so I wanted to do something different so well, I'm I'm excited for this fun. because I mean, and shopping. bonus with the shopping, there's going to be also a comedy sketch. Hey, you, you gonna you gonna be in that there? I am stepping in. <laughs> um, it's it's called Mitzvah or Shanda. Uh, 
That's good. I you like know, selling, hashtag selling. And it's um, a friend of mine. Her name is Danielle, and she draws. She's an, um, an illustrator, and she created this card game called Mitzvah Shonda where, like, there's, like, a prompt. And, like, you know, I went on I went on birthright, but I hooked up with my counselor, like, Mitzvah Shonda. <laughs> And then, like, you kind of have to go around and, like, say, is that a miss? Shonda, by the way, is, like, a abomin- an abomination. But, like, how would you? Right, but, but here's the thing. How many times can we talk about that happening? Excuse me. Um, on, okay, because I admit that I watch this. Um, so, The Learning Channel and 90 Day Fiance, I, I love this show. And I've been watching for, like, before it became, like, a cult phenomenon. But. Shout out to you, Lauren Bavarnik and Alex Bavarnik. Lauren and Alexi, she was a, she wasn't on, like she was on Birthright, but she was like a, a staff, a staffer, yeah, a staff on Birthright. Met him, and they have been married for a couple years. They have three kids now. Like it's a legit, like a real marriage, not at all a joke. Like yeah. some of these people will meet online, and it's not like, is it real? Is it not real? They met in Israel, and Alex moved here to the states. Um, and even cooler, his family had fled um, Russia for Israel for, you know, safer place to be and, you know, religious freedom and, you know, a, a positive my, life. That's where my, my family also fled from Russia. Yeah. And so he, it's, it's a really great thing. So, you know, Lauren Bavarnik, if you want to, um, Lauren and Alexi or Lauren and Alexi 90 day, if you guys want to follow them on Instagram, uh, she can just, you can call me Lauren. And she was living in New York for a very long time, but now they're in Florida. Um, cause it's, you know, it's a lot, can't really exactly have that same life in the city in Manhattan yeah. um, with three children or no. just at all to what they have down in Florida. Um, yeah, anyway, so she, like, like she made it into a sketch show where she's kind of like, she wears this like judge's robe oh my and God, has a gavel so funny. and she like reads them off and we're like, it's, can, can someone get this? It's like a game to play at yeah, home. Yeah, so she's going to be selling the game. Oh and, my uh, God. Okay. Shout That's out enough. Danielle Doodles. Yeah, that is awesome. I yes. freaking love it. And um, and she just sold, um, she made her own illustration, her own Haggadot, and it was called the Forgot About It, like the, you know, Forget About It, Forgot About It. Like I said, I love a good pun, so all over that. Nice. I like that, too. All right, so Danielle Doodles, you'll have to come on the show at some point because I'm already loving everything that Alana is saying um, because I feel like I could go a couple rounds with her and do the, now, what is this? It's like, what is it the two choices mitzvah like or shana oh. like like those new i don't know if you saw but there's these new bagels they're selling that they, they just like shove cream cheese inside them like with a syringe shanda 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 shame 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 no no, I, no it's no. unacceptable now I grew up in an area where lenders bagels, like I realize I'm now dating myself to a degree. Okay, yeah, just hush up, girl, because you're also <laughs> not from this area. So I'm not. That's no, fair. So very fair. Like lenders bagel was like an old school Jewish bagel restaurant place, and they had like every bagel under the sun. They had a restaurant attached, but they also had something called the bagel stick. So it was an everything bagel, but it was in a stick. So like you know, baguette? yes, but it was a bagel. But it was, like, fantastic because That's as a, a kid, That's a total mitzvah. mitzvah, you could have, um, so, like, the descendants, Murray and Marvin's children, if you're listening, Lender family, Kola Kavod, I miss you guys. So it was, much. like, a delicatessen, yeah. like a... Totally. It had a deli attached to it. And the everything bagel in the sticks, so you could, like, eat it, you know, on the go. But you could also, because, like, everything's better with bagels. Everything. So you could have, like, a Hebrew national hot dog in the bagel sticks. Yum. I know. Like, because, you know, like, sometimes sauerkraut makes the, the little hot dog bun just 
Not with the bagel stick because it can soak up the. Oh, it was was fantastic. And then they had um, bagelettes, which were like the mini bagels. So, like for Rafi, you could just get her all the little mini bagels. And so, you know, when you're younger, you can hold it and just like gnaw on that bagel and just get in there. She loves her bagels. Right. And it's very hard to find good bagels. And then someone told me recently there's like a bagel. Oh, my cousin, my cousin, Doug Ledowitz, shout out to you, real estate agent, Pulse Realty. Uh, if anyone's looking for a house, call him. Uh, he was telling me that there's a bagel place that opened. I don't even know where he was talking. Cause I, I was like, Shonda! I was like yelling, Shonda! I was like, no, awful. It was like three fifty for a bagel that's like without cream cheese or something. And I'm like, what on God's green earth is this bagel coated in like gold? That sounds like normal for New York, though. But it's not. It's not in New York. Yeah. It's it's very much suburbia where it should be like maybe a dollar or a dollar fifty. Yeah. And I was like, no, sorry, no. no. I have tried Olmo bagels in New Haven. Have you tried those? They're like the I, best. They're I the don't... closest to like what I would consider a good New York. I'll have bagel. to check them out. There is another. Uh, I'm a bagel snob. I, I am also a bagel snob, and but I've not eaten a lot of bagels lately because. One, I, I feel like there's, it's not, like, a bad bagel to me is, it's like, bad pizza. Yeah. Yeah, and um, where we live now, we're very spoiled because the pizza is very, very, very good here. A piece. Yes, it's a piece, yes. Because, <laughs> like, people, uh, the Italians in, I think, the, like, the, the tri-state area, it's, it's the a piece. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, and a lot of the, place, the pizza places are called, like, a piece. Yes, yes. And you have to get that right yeah. or like, you know, we don't want to offend anyone here. So see, we're even spreading knowledge. That's not about Israel, but we're right. still doing that because it's you're welcome. It's network. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we were talking about all these fun things and I was looking at the, um, um, the website. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, look at all these programs. Tons. And I was like, I want to do these programs. And I help launch your fashion track internship. So, see, there we go. And we'll have to talk more about that and go in depth with them on that and follow up with that. But it was just, so, I mean, just so, so interesting. There's so many opportunities um, to to be there studying, learning, doing. Um, they did. They had all these, like, hands-on stuff and a lot of, um, like, innovative and, you know, uh, the tech and the biomedical and there's just so many really neat options, which to me, I was like, ooh. And I think like a lot of times people think it's very hard to just drop and go, but you get paid. This is like the real jobs, real salaries. Like, you yeah. get paid. This yeah. isn't, I mean, there's also like tracks where you can go and do volunteer work, but right. people just straight up switch their careers, decide they want to move and get a really nice job. And I, and I have to say that, like, so this organization, along with their other organizations that have similar things and similar training and help. So, you know, if someone's moving to Israel and making Aliyah, you know, there's tons of support. There's so much support. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is such a, that is a very unique thing, you know, because like, you know, in the United States, it's like, well, you can come here if you can make it on your own. Great. Like, otherwise, like, don't let the door hit you in the ass. Yeah. Um, but in Israel, like, there's assistance even like finding um, places to live. Uh, there are training skills. There are organizations like this organization. You can who make like Upan, where you can like literally go to classes. They'll teach you Hebrew. Correct. I mean, it's like, it's truly like a family welcoming you home. It is. And so I think that was a perfect transition yet again. Thank you. I didn't even need to cue you for that. To talk again about how there's a lot of like lack of understanding. And 
I, I ask every guest of mine who either spent a significant time in Israel, um, you're also married to an Israeli, so you have an even more unique perspective. You've lived there as a non-Israeli, you're married to an Israeli. Um, you know, what is it My like? My child has a chutzpah in Israeli. Oh, for sure. She's, but she's so stinking <laughs> cute. I can't. Um, you know, it's, I, I feel like, you know, Israelis get like this very bad rap of being like, mean or harsh or whatever. And, and I think it's just like a lack of understanding of the reality. So yes, there's the term Sabra, right? And the Sabra fruit that. is like prickly on the outside, but like sweet, super on, the sweet on the inside. My only issue with that is Sabra fruit is not like readily available everywhere. And if you say that to someone, they might be like, I don't know what that means. I'm looking up right now. There's an English word for it. Well, but I have an equivalent that oh, I've yes. been using that Peter Kurz from Team Israel did not necessarily share in my thought process, but that's because he doesn't like this fruit. No. But it's almost like a mango. So just hear me out. Okay, you don't like mangoes either. Fine, more mangoes for me. <laughs> I don't like but fine. yeah, then you and Peter can eat other things and I'll eat the mango. I'll eat the sabra. Okay, fine. I mean, I want to eat those too. But like a mango is one of the most frustrating, stupid fruits to cut open, right? The skin is very thick. Okay, so I feel like Israelis, some of them are prickly, some are just thicker skinned, but yes. you have to be, right? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Every day, Kolyom in Israel, there's the possibility of one of the neighboring countries firing a rocket indiscriminately at you because you exist because you're Jewish. Yeah. By the way, guys, that's called terrorism and that's hate. And the rest of the world needs to wake up and say, like, not okay. So I would, I would imagine that would make you slightly tougher on the outside. Also, Israel has mandatory service. Yes. Right? Everyone has to serve in the Army. If you are physically or mentally unable, right, there are other alternatives. There's community service obligations. There's other obligations. But having a, this obligation builds a sense of community. Right? Yes. You are invested in where you live. Also, I think that's one of the reasons it's cleaner, like you're more invested. Okay. But when you cut open the mango, even though there's also that annoying, really, like the pit in the, in the center is very hard to, like, get all the mango out without the icky pit part and the, the skin. So I feel like it's almost like prickly because the pit is all prickly. Mangoes are delicious and if sweet. <laughs> Mangoes are delicious and sweet. And once you've cut it open, you're kind of like, I want another one, even though it's really frustrating. And that's then. Israeli men are the best men. There's this funny girl from Canada. I have to figure out who she is. She has a very funny thing on YouTube about, she's like, why is a gather the best of, and she's like, oh, Israeli men are like this as opposed to other men. And she's from Canada. She made Aliyah, and it's, she's a very funny little chick. It's, it's, it's hilarious. But, like, once you get to know them or get to know someone in Israel, it's like, oh, my God, right? And I tell everyone, and I have no problem talking about when I make a mistake. Like the August trip last year, when I was so like, no, Gilad, I don't need you to write down the address of the hotel where I need to meet you back because that's where you work. No, I don't need you to write it down. I'll just put it in my phone. Now, did Anya think and double check in her suitcase before she left to make sure she had her portable charger or her cord to charge her phone? No, she did not, Ilana. She did not. So I realized when my phone died 
Yeah. And I had been wandering around Tel Aviv for like six hours by myself, just wandering, filming, talking to people, um, explaining how I want, you know, people abroad to understand Israel. I was like, oh, crap. This is not good. I don't know how to call him because I don't remember his number. It's in my phone. You don't have to remember anything anymore. You just put it in your cell phone. What did you do? I must have had a look on my face like, help me. Yeah, because I think I stood there and I was like, oh, God, you're so dumb. Someone's like, Sicha. You know, and they ask me in Hebrew, do you need help? I need to WD-40 my chair. It's squeaking. And I must have looked at them like, because I was still like in my own head like, you're so dumb, right? So I went, what? And they're like, oh, like, I was like, low, low. Um, I, yeah, I, I do need help. <laughs> and, and it was kind of like this half Hebrew, half English. And then they switched to English. They're like, what, what, what do you need? And I was like, I don't even know because I left my phone charger dead and I don't know how to get hold of my friend or get back to his hotel where he works because it's all in here. And the person was like, well, I don't have a charger on me, but the coffee shop right there, like go over there. He usually has a bunch of chargers. So I went over there and I like, first I asked the guy in English, I was like, do you speak English? Well, I asked him in Hebrew, do you speak English? He goes, yes, I speak English because almost everyone speaks yeah. pretty good English, especially in Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv, yeah. And I was like, well, I'll buy a cup of coffee, but you can just keep it because I really need to use your charger. And he's like, you don't have to buy coffee. If you need the charger, it's right there. And he goes, but I don't think they're working very well because he said, like, they got pulled out accidentally. So I tried. And and he even asked a couple customers if they had chargers on them because his were not working. And I was like, oh, God, what am I going to do? And I was like, I realized I had no idea where I was in relation to where I began because I'd been wandering, just, yeah. just wandering. And it, I felt so incredibly safe and it was like not an issue at all. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And he goes, listen, go to, like, he's like, go two blocks down and then one over. There's a pizza place. Tell him I sent you. Tell him what happened. I know he keeps the charger in the back and he has, uh, you know, free internet, just telling me he needs to get on. So I said, okay. He's like, or just ask him to look up, you know. And I was like, but I don't know the name of the hotel. Because I didn't write anything down. I put it all on my phone. And so needless to say, I got to the pizza place, and I was, like, very sweaty because it was very hot in August, and I had my big, heavy backpack. But I did realize that the entire time I was schlepping around my computer. So oh, there was juice uh, yeah. on the computer. <laughs> No, but I still needed the internet. Yeah, yeah. So I still had to hook up to So I was like, oh, wait, I can WhatsApp him through my computer. Brilliant. So I WhatsApped him through the computer, and I was like, hey, my phone died. I'm sorry. And he's like, where have you been? He was like, I'm so worried about you. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Tell me the address. He's like, it's in your phone. I'm like, listen, I know it's in my phone. My phone is dead. Um, But I just how helpful like people were. Yeah. And one person was like, do you want me to walk you there? I'm like, no, I don't need you to walk me there. Like I'm the idiot. Like, it's fine. I'll look up on the map, you know, and I'll figure it out. Like I need to grow up and figure it out. Right. And so, but I'm thinking like in the U S like if you stop to be like, Oh, excuse me, people will just like walk by you most of the time. And then, you know, I've had um, guests come on and talk about how when a car breaks down on the road. Like I was literally saying we were, uh, my husband and I were driving somewhere in the north and our rental car broke down. So, like, we walked to some 
kibbutz, I don't know, and we knock on her door. She's outside gardening. She's like, come in. She gives us water. She like offers like to give us like a whole meal. Like we said, no, she just gives us chocolate. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> she's like, it's just, yeah. I think it's just they're more real. Like they don't like because a lot of people they're like nice to your face. They talk mm. behind your like Israelis like that's like their family. Like family treats each other like if they have grievances they'll air them. Oh out. yeah, you know right away. Yeah. They'll just be honest with you. Like they're not like they're not bullshitting you. Like they're not. Yeah, there's no time for this. There's yeah. just no time. There and I think that they move at a very fast pace. But I think you know to me I'd rather know where I stand with you the whole time. Right. You know I don't want to be guessing. But also, like, families, they're really just, they treat you like family. They're just yeah. extra accommodating, yeah. super nice. Unless they have an issue with you, and they'll tell you right away. So it's fine. Right? You know. Yeah. So listen, nothing is perfect. And we're not, you know, we're not professing that this is, like, a perfect place. But it's there are things that we really want people to know and understand. And I yeah. think that, you know, through through Matha and <clears throat> through this literally, uh, we're all on a journey in life, yeah. right? And we're all trying to pick up knowledge. And here on the Knowledge Network CRS Radio, we're here on Talk Israel with Anya Farber and our guest today, Alana, um, really on this journey of life, right? And you, you you pick up things along the way. And I think that this is the perfect, this organization, which will be on uh, Talk Israel to talk in depth about programs yes. on the 15th. On the 15th. So I, I do want to take a minute and tell our listeners kind of what's up and coming. So we are um, we are at May. I can't even believe we're on May first already. I mean, I know. that like hit me upside the head. So but I'm May, so glad winter's over. Yeah, I know. I just oh my god. And then after the weekend, it was like, what is up with that weather? So May first is today. We you know we're here with Alana and Sababa Creative. Um, next week, Talk Israel will be on a bit of a hiatus because Kaha. Avram Tal is going to be in New York. <laughs> I know. So I'm going to the Avram Tal concert, and I should be sitting down with him. So I know. Exciting. I'm kind of like jumping out of my skin a little bit, but stay, um, stay in your skin. Keep I'm really. I know. I'm trying. And it's Stephanie, if you're listening, I really am calm, cool, and collected. Trust me. Um, but I was speaking to his people and they're so wonderful. Talk about accommodating like this. She is so, so nice. His management, um, Stephanie, I'm sure there's more people involved, but she's who I was speaking to. So I will be in, um, in transit to the location during our time. So we're going to have either some music or, uh, some sort of hiatus for the week, but we return on the 15th. To talk with Masa. To talk with Masa. Um, I believe uh, her name is Donna. You'll she'll be on the show. She's mm-hmm. is, she's the chief marketing officer from Masa. Um, and yeah, getting back to Masa, like they're they're um, they're under their logo. It says "Live it like a local." Like that's their whole thing. Like oh, I love that. Yeah, it's like stop and like talk to this person and like really like you know like. Like, get the real experience. Get the vibe. Like yeah, right, go beyond the touristy locations. Like yeah. they really encourage you to live it like a local. Yeah, and I think that's important to really understand a place is to is to try to like live like a local. And yes, yeah, sometimes I'm at hotels when I'm there because there's a necessity of yeah. whatever I'm working on. Or um, I've done some work with an amazing hotel group, which I'll talk about in a, a little bit. Um, so I stayed at the hotels because part of the whole process is how can I really share and write about it if I'm not yeah. staying there. And so I've stayed at multiple properties of this group and been able to really talk about it. So you know, 
um, through knowledge that we are like sharing here on CRS Radio, the yeah. Knowledge Network, at Talk Israel is bringing it to you for real, like a local, like everything you want and need to know. So after um, the 15th, which is the spot, and then I actually have another really cool rapper who is from Jerusalem. So Or is the Tel Aviv area. He's, um, where is he? He's in, um, oh my God, why am I like blanking on this? Oh, um, Petah Tikva. Mm-hmm. Um, but Enavoid, Yesha, is uh, a, natively from Jerusalem. And he has a very interesting sound, also very talented, very unique. He's going to be joining us on the 22nd. Very cool. Very excited about that. I did get to meet with him on my last trip as well. I sat down. I really like, I went deep diving into the um, Israeli rap scene. How is that? Oh, my God. Tell me about it. First of all, I was like, my friend Eli Bismot, Eli, I love you so much. I, I love you so much. You're such a wonderful friend, an incredibly talented producer and musician in your own right. But, like, literally, Eli is like, let me introduce you to a bunch of people yeah. that I've worked with. And, like, let me show you. And literally, like, takes my hand kind of and introduces me to all these people. And he introduced me to Orr and to Moria, who's in the United States now, to Yasha, to a bunch of other rappers. And I was like, okay, who's like harassing <laughs> I mean, listen, there are some very big names in Israel that a lot of people know. But it's not like an underground scene per se, because it's, but it's, Oh my God, it is so interesting. And the community yeah. amongst these artists is very special. It's so special. And I was, when I was there in December filming um, for the Do You See What I See project, again, trying to bring the real Israel to, to people, I went to a rehearsal because they had a show, um, I think it was the the week after I left, and normally rehearsals aren't, like, open to the non-performers, but, you know, Ellie was like, oh, you know, like, you know, Ellie really wants to see it, and she'll just be back in America, and so they made an exception, and I was able to just kind of observe it and feel it, and just watching them vibe off each other and support each other and whether it was like constructive criticism or just like, oh my God, man, that's so great. Like, I love the way you did this. And then amongst that group of rappers, so diverse. Again, who is a Jew? Who is an Israeli? Yeah. Okay, so they have Or, who, and Or is like more of like the Mizrahi, darker, you know, uh, maybe typical what someone would think of. And then they have an, uh, a rapper, Soma. And <clears throat> it sounds Russian. Soma is Russian. Knew it. But. <laughs> Soma raps in Russian and the Hebrew. But Soma, I called him like the little um, like jumping bean because I was trying to take pictures of everybody and I could not get a picture of him because he, he moved so much. But every single one of them, so, or if you're listening to me, like we talked about this on the program, like to an extent that I was like, listen, every one of them has like a man crush on him. They say to me, oh, did you see Soma? He's such a beautiful man. Did you see him? Did you see him? And I'm like, yeah, I saw him. Like, And, and Soma, listen, you're, listen, I'm not taking that away from you. You're a good looking dude. But it was so funny because I, I left him a message after and I said, do you know that they all have like man crushes on you? Like they all 
are like, have you seen him? He's such a beautiful man. And I'm like, wow, okay, super fun. But blonde, blue eye, yeah. you know. Um, and then they have another another rapper who uh, had spent a lot of time living in the United States, so he raps in English and in Hebrew. Um, there's another rapper mm, from France, so he's cool. rapping in French also. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. It's so international. Yeah. But, again, it's like this influence because Jews have been nomadic for so long, and, you know, Jews had to leave. You know, so they were – they were living in a lot of places. So, mm-hmm. like, you kind of bring the, that country's culture back with you when you return home yes. um, to Israel. And so <clears throat> it, it influences everything, the food, the music, the fashion. Yes, for sure. Notice how we transition to the, the fashion, fashion again. <clears throat> Excuse me, because I think what's so interesting, and I know that they're going to get a lot of this on our, our program. Yes. And, guys, listen we can't give you everything in one program. So you're going to have to stay tuned because there's so, there's so much to talk about. So much to talk about. I mean, we could spend at least a podcast talking alone about the different ways that women who are more observant are covering yes. their heads. Yes. Because there are Ethiopian Jews. There are different Sephardic Jews. There's so many amazing ways and, and beautiful and like, there, there are there are designers that their whole design line yeah, is, is head coverings, coverings. Yes, yeah, and the hair coverings. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people online, like, showing how to wrap one's head according to different cultures. And it, it's so interesting because it all, the, the, the root is still Judaism and, yeah. and this idea of being modest and covering your hair. But it's also, like, you have to beautify the mitzvah and, like, make it beautiful and, yeah, yeah. so... And, and I think that, you know, people also overlook, like, when people are dressing modestly. Dressing modestly doesn't mean dressing plainly. No. And, and the <clears> modest, <throat> like, fashion mm-hmm. right now, both in Israel and in the States, is so, like, it's just so poppin'. Like, it's, like, it doesn't mean to just drab. It doesn't mean to only dress in black, frumpy clothing. There's actually, um, in the Mall of America in New Jersey, I think it is, uh, a, like a Saks type department store open for I just modest clothing brands. Like that's amazing. Can you explain what modest clothing is for our listeners so that we make sure that we're not just talking and that people don't have all the info? So the official definition of dressing modestly, though, like to each their own, like I personally think I dress on the modest side. I wear pants, but I like, you know, I don't, I personally don't like dressing too revealing. That's just my style, but traditional modesties, you should you know, cover your chest, your knees, your elbows, just, you know, and it's not just the, it's, yes, it's dressing, but it's also kind of supposed to dictate how you act. You're supposed to act modestly and you're supposed to kind of, you know, that's the traditional meaning and sense of it. But listen, I know plenty of people that wear a skirt down to their knees and wear jeans under it, like to each their own, whatever Mm -hmm. works for you. Mm -hmm. Like, so. Yeah. So if you're wearing a skirt, (coughs) it has to go past the knee. Listen, sometimes it's cold. You yeah. gotta wear something under. And then if you're whatever shirt you're wearing, it should cover past your elbow. And then when um, you know, Alana said covering, you know, the, the chest, it's like up to the collarbone. Um and it's and it's, you know, again, it's it's not um it's not at all about frumpy. And I've seen some amazing amazing outfits that I'm like and and the thing is it's sophisticated and beautiful. I mean, totally. I'm not necessarily going to use the word sexy because it's modest. It's not overly tight. It's not, but there's, even
living within like everything. Like there's sexy classy and sexy trashy, right? I mean, there's, let's be honest, ladies. Some of us need to learn the line between sexy classy and sexy trashy. And we really want to do that. And clearly like, you know, Haklavim Shali, the Mishuga, because they're also barking like crazy. They're like, learn the line. But I, when, and when shopping in Israel, there's, I feel like there's also like the choices. Yes are so diverse because there are people, yes, it's the Jewish state, but people are dressing differently. Some are dressing modestly. Some are dressing less modestly. Yeah. I am also a pants wearer. Uh, I do wear shorts, you yeah. know, and listen, let's, and I'm, you know, I'm at the, the beach with a bathing suit. I, that's not my, you know, I'm not always covered, but I do understand what that means. And when one's doing it, like, it's a lot easier to to do it and to access it and to find things that you would need there because it's so diverse and everything else. Um, like there's so many modest fashion bloggers who their so style is stunning and like so cool. They style things in a really cool way. Um, and um, it, I was actually joking with a, a religious, uh, like a uh, basically he's he's like family to us now, to my son and, and, and myself, and I'm actually involved in his shidduch. I was telling him, I'm like, listen, you guys don't have as many choices because a lot of the religious men are like in white shirts and black pants, and like maybe you get like a crazy keeper, but I feel like we could also spend a whole episode talking about like the dress hats, like the fox hats and stuff like that. That too, and even the black hats, like, oh my god, some of them are like different styles of it, and like apparently like, you know, my father just bought a new one, I'm like, huh, like he's like, I only wear this one, I never wear these, it's just like, yeah. Have you seen like that Jewish life? Uh, the Instagram, the they're out of New York. It's a it's a Chabad family. The woman, she's so she's hilarious. She, her and her husband do this very. They post all the time. She went to the the convention of like Jewish women, and she went around asking everyone like, how many wigs do you own? Oh, and almost every single one of them was like, well, I own four or five, but I only wear one or two. Yeah. Or like, I used to own five, but I gave one to my cousin, and I still have like three, but I really only wear this one. And I was laughing. Which is another like, type ass- of cover. Right, I was really laughing. Like, I was, because it was such a funny thing, right? Because sometimes it's like those things that we all have in our closet that we are like, oh, we need it, we need, we need these choices, we need, we need. And you never wear them. And you're like, uh, so it's you like a keep wig. reaching for the same, like, three things. Right. But the thing is, there's so much unique style and, and like, handmade and, like, the quality of stuff. Like, again, for these wigs and these hats that are, wear, are worn, like, on a daily basis, yeah. you, you have to talk about the, the real difference. And I know that one of the things that we're going to be touching upon is, like, that designer who's doing a lot of sustainable um fashion like you said the the process in which she's doing it's there's a bunch are you talking about Tushaya maybe I don't know we were talking about it off the air the other day and so again things that people wouldn't necessarily think of but I think it's this like innovation and you know kind of like overall um you know influence of everything that that makes things so unique so I think because I feel like we're about to gear up to some really exciting news. Yeah. I'm going to put on a song that I am still going to continue to put out to our Talk Israel audience here on CRS Radio. And I think maybe when we come back from the song, you and I can also talk about how we do this. But Or and um, another producer, not my friend Ellie, but Yam, um, Yam Amitai, they put this song out called, it's essentially called like Fuel Up. 
Uh-huh. And so Or and I, like, whenever we exchange, you know, messages about something music-wise, our fuel up conversations are usually about food. And he was telling me like, Oh my God, he's like, my dad went like overboard and was doing all this meat barbecue and stuff. And I was like, Ooh, so I've been challenging people to send us their fuel up food videos. Oh yeah. But like you could fuel up for almost anything. And my baby, it's like the outfit that you're wearing. So I'm going to put this on because I kind of want our listeners to have the opportunity um, to kind of feel this out and decide, um, you know, how they're feeling about that and um and and fuel and go and so we're going to let them hear this and see kind of like what this does for you and what this does for our listener yeah
always, kulam, 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 kulam. I'm always going to give you 100%. Aval. See how I did that there? Aval. <laughs> I, there is something to that song that I really feel fueled. Feel fueled. So up. I can go. And so, like, way too fast for me to understand everything. Right. And, I, and I've and i talked to Or about that sometimes. Like, I'm like, listen, even though I'm really, like, pretty good conversational-wise, I don't always understand the rap music. No. But I, but I, whatever he's saying, I'm, but I'm like, you don't have, it. but this is the beautiful thing about music, right? Like, you don't have to understand the entire thing, but you felt it. You yeah. felt it. You were like, huh, you know? And you, you stand up straighter. And like, that was the kind of vibe that, like, I want people to know is going on in Israel. And then, you know, there's this other song that I have to, I just kind of have to put on for a second because I really want to make sure, um, that everyone knows this because this is like my favorite song ever. And, and I, yeah, I'm saying it. I am. I'm totally saying it because this is Or and my friend Ellie. And I was like, listen, Or, don't worry. I'm not coming on stage for your part. But I always tell Ellie, careful. I might just step in. So I want them to, this is like um, Creatures of the Night. And it's like talking about how sometimes you just going for what is רק עוד כוס, רק עוד שוט, רק עוד לגימה כשהשמש יורדת הם מתחילים לצאת פורות אצלן ורים רוקדים למעלה רוצים עוד רגע שלוש ועוד רגע לחייך כולם רואים שהם חיות של לילה כשהשמש יורדת הם מתחילים לצאת פורות מצטן ורים רוקדים I mean, so, so they performed that song they did at the rehearsal, and it's funny because I'm filming, and then I turn it to me, and I'm singing all of Ellie's words. <laughs> I was like, sorry, because we went, I went live, and I was like, I'm sorry I'm ruining the song for everyone because clearly I should leave the singing to them, but um, it's just my favorite but I, I also like that the mashup of different, yeah. you know, like singing and rapping or different, you know, different genres within music, because I feel like, again, that's why music is so incredibly inclusive, because you, you literally have all these feelings, you know, the, the joke about like, there's a country song for every emotion on the planet. Yeah, sure. But I also feel like music in general can cover that. And I... I feel like it's like this kind of like diversity and depth 
that also really, really translates into all of like the art and creative process of Israel. And I really feel like fashion is so similar, right? Because music can be both very personal, but also very wide reaching. And I feel like fashion, when you say fashion, you're not just talking about um, the clothing. So fashion to me is, sure, clothing, shoes, hair, the beauty industry, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I both have, like, the curly hair. And there's a lot that, listen, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot that goes into the upkeep of the, I call it the Jufro. uh, Because it's got its own mind and texture. Yes. but also, like, you know, skincare and people being more aware. Um, and, and I don't even necessarily mean the cosmetic surgery aspect. I think that's, like, more of a medical thing. But the creams and, oh, my God, I am so in love with some of these uh, creams that I got in Israel from the Lev HaOlam box from my visit to Lev HaOlam, which is an organization in Israel that ships directly from Israel, highlighting a lot of very small businesses that yeah. people would not know about. Um, also actively fighting the boycott of Israeli products. Again, FYI, boycotting Israeli products because they're Israeli is hate. Yeah. Okay. So ignorance and hate. But like, fine. More Israeli skincare products for me. Yes. Um, and I have to contact Love How Long because once you are part of their subscription box, you can reorder almost any item that was in a box previously. So nice. I have to very much reorder the skincare that was in there because I'm madly in love with it. Um, I did share contents of the box with several people, but I was like, no, hands off the skincare. But on top of the skincare, I think the thing that I'm probably most well known for, and I, it's like my thing. Um, I know Alana is like smiling. Like she's like, yeah, like everyone doesn't already know what you're going to say is the jewelry. Yes. Right. <laughs> and, but I have to say like in, in the, in the grand scheme of things, my jewelry taste is like way more attainable, affordable. I'm not dripping in diamonds, guys. That's not a look for me. Like, if that's your thing, wonderful. But for me, it's, it's Israeli silver. I think they have some of the best silver. And I watched on, like, a National Geographic type thing about why, like, gold that's mined out of certain places and silver that's mined out of certain places, the quality is higher because of the oh, way the meteor hit and the density of the what. And I was like, oh, it's very interesting. Yeah. So there's, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Have your kids listen to Talk Israel. We're even talking science. Um, And Israel is very innovative with a lot of, like, science and technology. But I happen to really love the Israeli silver. And um, I'm big into Eilat stone um, because, again, it's a stone that you can only find there. And it's beautiful. It's, like, blue and green, and you can't really replicate it. And even if you have, like, I have two rings on one finger, and they're both from there, and the stones are different, and even though it's Eilat stone. Um, But I, I just really love, like, the difference, and I will be visiting Orna um, Galit, who is the designer of like my my connected ring and my Wonder Woman bracelet that we've spoken about. Gal Gadot, again, I think you can contact Orna. I bet she would make you some like custom pieces. Just saying. Yes, I think she could do that. And you know what, Gal Gadot, you know what? Don't contact her directly. Come through me. I'll make it happen for you. Cause that's how I roll. I will make it happen. Um, but I'm very excited that when I'm there in the summer to visit Orna. Because I want to, some of her necklaces are so incredibly beautiful, but I feel like I really need to try it on. Yeah. Kind of see how it, you know, falls on me because I do like to stack a lot of um, necklaces. 
you know, I have my, my everyday essentials, my Star of David and my, my Kotel map piece from Talia Sari. Big shout out to Yoav at Talia Sari who helped make sure I got all the stuff for my posts for Israel because I wanted to post about it right before I went, which was very exciting. I was like, this is where I'm going to be at the Kotel. Um, but I, I, I love that there's so much going on. Um, and, and yes, there's the Diamond District in Ramat Gan and all those, all the beautiful, like, higher-end custom jewelry. And by the way, guys, if you are a custom, you know, high-end jeweler, Alana and I are here for you. You can still contact us. I'm not going to say no because it's precious metals. No, I'm, I'm still good. I mean, I, do, I wear silver every day, but I will happily sport, uh, you know, a custom piece for you. But I have to say, um, part of the thing that, you know, I think you and I are both very passionate about and why we came together, both, you know, Sababa Creative and the Letowitz Group and, and to form the Zionistas program so we can help make people wear, but also help rep these Israeli yeah. designers, is because there is, um, there is a, a commonality here, not just between you and I, but some of these people we're working with. And I would be very remiss if I didn't shout out Evel Jewelry. Now, a lot of people know Evel. So Orna and Isaac, what a beautiful story, first of all. Okay. They met. They built this from nothing, from nothing. And Evel Jewelry is, guys, if you don't know who Evel is, and apparently he's been, like, living under a rock, it's, like, all the super, super amazing, like, the, all the red carpet jewelry. It's, yeah, it's stunning. Stunning. Amazing. Like, I got to walk through the Evel showroom. Yeah, me too. It's, it's really stunning. Oh, my God. I was just like, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. <laughs> I mean, it's all behind glass. Don't worry. But it was amazing. And then we walked through um, the Medjamiria. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was, and I had a, a wonderful, you know, individual tour. Becky, I love you. Also, my God, she, beautiful story. Her family also came from Ethiopia, and she told me about, like, her dad and how he was, like, one of the people that helped get everyone across the borders. I was, I was crying so much while I was there. Yeah. Um, but with, with their success, Orna and Isaac didn't just, like, rest on their laurels, like, oh, we're these amazing designers, and look what we've done, and we have this, like, amazing jewelry that everyone in the world knows about. No, they took their success and shared it. And they shared it by opening Medjamiria, where they are giving them, you know, um, training in, like, language and jewelry design. And they're now able to have this company, and they're sustaining themselves. These workers are sustaining themselves. What a beautiful story. And, and not for nothing. First of all, the price point on Medjamiria jewelry is amazing. But the stuff is stunning. Yeah. Stunning. And I was like, Wow. Again, what a story and how innovative. So, you, right, you could, like, what is it? Give a man a fish and he eats for a day, but, like, teach him how to and fish, fish and, like, for a lifetime. So that's what Isaac, Isaac and Orna did. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I have so much love and respect for them for doing this because there's a lot of people who find success and kind of like, okay, they settle in yeah. their success. That was not enough for them. Like, they get back. And I think you and I are both very community tied. They're an excellent example of this idea of community, right? Yeah. And he was like, well, I was an immigrant, so I wanted to help immigrants. Like, his family fled from Argentina to there. And he's talking about it. And it's just, it's very, very moving. And I'm so touched when, like, you find these types of 
yeah, situations. And um, they're also going to appear um, on Talk Israel, and hopefully they'll come on the Zionistas with us as well, um, because it fits perfectly. But again, it's like the diversity. Yeah. Of sure. Even with the, these designers are working side by side in the factory. Yeah. And designing things that are just so different. And there is um there is a piece that I'm hoping I can get. I believe Becky says that I can get it replicated. It was from one of the first class years of Medjamaria. It is a piece that is so incredibly stunning. What is it? It's a necklace. And I said that I would like feel so honored to be able to wear it in like a promotional shoot. Yeah. Because it I have never seen anything like it. And it was like one of the first students, that first class from Medjo Um And I'm like, wow, just wow, really? Yes. And and I think that this this like drive and this persistence and this, I don't think that chutzpah even like justifies. I just think it's resilience. Like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And wh- why do you think? Like, tell the listeners why do you think that is? This like the resilience of of the people and, and how it, and how you can see it in like these everyday. I just ways. think because, you know, in Israel, like I think that people are so resilient because just failure isn't an option. Like mm-hmm. there's just no time, there's no room to fail. And like, you know, that's why, you know, Israel has this nickname of being startup nation and people are really resilient and they think out of the box. And because that's just, it's just, you know, when you, when for as long as you know Jews have been around, they've been getting kicked out from place place here and place there, and like you just got to start over. You you have to be resilient. You can't just let it happen to you. Um, and that's the kind of mentality. That's so stunning. Well, that's all one piece. This is one piece. Yeah. Oh. So. Um, oh, actually, I don't know. I think that this is the. But so I'm showing everyone the branch. It's, it's like so bra- It's like the branches of a tree. Yes, it reminds me. Um, so I, I have to like figure out these beads. There's, there's like two pieces to this. One is bead. It looks like, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. I think this is a separate, yeah, that's a separate piece, but this is, it's like branch. It's a branch. It looks very organic. Yeah. And the thing is, it is gold. Yeah. But I would make the exception to wear it. I, you gotta, you gotta, gotta get to the gold on you. I know. Well, it just, but because this is. But it also, like, to me, it's it not that stones, overly shiny. Like... Right, it's not overly shiny gold. It's, like, it's, like, seen, it's not, it's not tarnished either. It's just the way that it's, it's more matte, yeah. It's just so stunning, and I feel like it's, like, growth and life and journey all yeah, in really one. it's really organic, and it does. It looks like branches of a tree, like, yeah. knots, like, in branches of yeah. a tree and stuff. And and this is just, like, sitting in the hallway next to, like, you know, again, the, the gorgeous, like, eval pieces. Yeah. Um, they have a whole like wine cellar there. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, it is so cool. And then mm. the history of how uh, his his family had a piece of that when it was a winery and a sausage factory yeah. was. I mean, I'm like, are you serious? Like, you can't even you can't even make this stuff up. Um, but I I feel like I feel like almost their story fits with what you're saying. Like. The, there's no, yeah, there's the, uh, the gorgeous lines. It just, it's like everything about it, like, oh, and this one is just, look at yeah, that, beautiful. too. It's like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. This is a, I think they have a really big showroom piece, in Miami, so. too, no? Yeah, this is an Evelty. But both, yeah. like, to me, 
I'm sure the, the I'm sure the price point is like, you know, thousands of dollars different, but so equally stunning, you know. And I think for a lot of Israeli designers, it's a little intimidating sometimes to break into the U.S. market. You yeah. know, like where to begin, who to yeah. talk to, what to do. And so anytime I can be of help, kind yeah. of guide them in the right direction. Set that's why we exist. Them, that's why yeah. we exist, yeah. Yeah. And I truly think they have so much to offer. I, I do. And I think that, you know, we're so much more alike than not in the I U.S. Agree. Because the U.S. is a very diverse yeah. place, right? And And Israel also very diverse. And I think that we have this amazing opportunity. And, and I and I want to say to our listeners, yes, obviously we're here on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, and this is Talk Israel. And we're here with Alana, our guest today, my co-host of the Zionistas, and, you know, my, my partner in crime with a lot of this promotion yes. and, and moving forward with this. But I think that there is so much of the, the similarities. And... Israel, you know, is a place where you are free to worship, but it is the Jewish state, but, you know, they, yeah, Israel keeps it safe. And there was a whole beautiful piece that um, I think the IDF put up about during Ramadan, how they were making sure that it was safe. And then, you know, on Christmas time and the holidays and they, and they are patrolling the churches yeah, and, and then all of that. And it's, it's beautiful. And it's, it's the diversity of all of it that kind of, again, aligns with the U.S. And people are from all these different places. And, you know, like there's a lot of, creativity going on yeah. and it's but it's interesting because Israel is tiny it's like smaller than New Jersey yeah but above above <laughs> see I've even got her on it it's when you travel around it's you're like what <laughs> it's literally so different even like fun fact Israel you can go skiing in Israel um, yep. it's no Swiss Alps, but you can go skiing in Israel and yep. you can go six hours south and you can be sweating, snorkeling, sweating, yep. snorkeling, schwitzing. So yeah. Israel has it all. Yeah. Um, and I really also like how a lot of designers are weaving like high tech that Israel is known for with fashion, whether yeah. it be through like new textiles they're creating or fun fact, the first ever, 3D printed piece of clothing was made in Israel by a, a good friend of mine, Danit. Um, and oh, so also May 1st, that means the Met Gala, right, is tonight. And um, this year's theme is Karl Lagerfeld, but a few years back it was um, it was how technology and fashion mesh. And mm. Danit, Danit got her one of her pieces in the. In the exhibit, <gasps> oh my God, like, that's so exciting. A very pinch me moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And what was the first thing that she printed for our listeners? Um, Are we able to share it? I think, well, when I saw, like, um, when I saw her in New York, I know she had a dress, and I saw some shoes, but right now she's a very interesting business model. She doesn't have anything in stock. Like, you go on her website, you put in your measurements, and it's, like, printed. Oh, my God, it's, like, custom-made to fit you. But it's also, that means that there's zero waste, like, zero, like, you know, it's like really smart. Right, she's she's avoiding the stock, avoiding the stock, stocking bees, and just like it's better for the environment because like you don't have to put anything on sale. You don't have to like it's literally you want it. Wow, to print it, which is like amazing. That is so cool. Yeah, I love that. Donate was good. It's gonna have to come on. I'll ask her. Donate, you have to do it. You have to do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You must. Um, but on that, like, okay, so first ever. Yes. Yes. Do you want to, so 
if if someone were to go to our website, right? Yes, our, or Instagram and our logo. Uh, it is, please, could you tell us tell tell all the listeners about this logo and llama? Llama, Ilana, is it what it is? And again, guys, why? That's also a fun word. Anigila. <laughs> so, our logo is the bucket hat, and you may be thinking, what a random piece of clothing to have as your logo. Aval, no. Aval, it's not really, because the bucket hat is a national symbol of Israel. Um, in Hebrew, it's called the Kova Tembel. And I guess you can translate, it literally translates to like a fool hat, yeah, but yeah. that's like not you a You don't look foolish wearing don't our foolish bucket hat. Wear, I mean, clearly look at Prada right now, like they're all over it. Seriously. Um, and so basically, you know, it was the symbol of the, you know, tough, like hardworking Israeli mm-hmm. working the land. Mm-hmm. Like people are coming over from Europe. They had just experienced atrocities upon atrocities even before then, right? And people were escaping pogroms and they wanted to come to Israel and kind of like shed this old persona of being meek, scared people. They wanted to really get their hands dirty, work the land and get to know Israel on a very, you know, physical level. And it was very hot there, obviously. So they needed to protect themselves from the sun. These hats were kind of the thing to wear. Um, They got a lot cooler over the years, obviously. (laughs) Um, and the main, um, I do want to like, I don't know how much I should give away because I want to talk about it on our Zionistas podcast, but we can definitely hold back because I mean, listen, our listeners at, at Talk Israel and here on Sarah Radio, like it's a wonderful, diverse group here. And I think the nice thing is that people keep coming back to learn more. So they will, they will come to the other, you know, and they can come to our website, our website again, you know, back to the nineties, uh, the dot net. Which I also, I feel like we should do an overall thing because I loved the overalls of the 90s. Um, but it's kind of funny because, like, you know, like, especially with the, the way that they, they call it, right? And yeah. the, the name, like a fool's hat, you know. Yes. But you definitely will not look like a fool in, you know, a Zionist's bucket hat. But it's it's something very recognizable, definitely, right? And uh, and people who are out working or at the beach or farming or fishing or just what it, it makes sense. It's just to- it totally makes sense, yeah. and it's so recognizable that I forget it's escaping now. Which museum in New York had this exhibit? But there was like fifty items of clothing that like defined the deck, like defined the whatever. And the bucket hat from Israel made it there, along with like, you know, the Burberry trench coat or whatever it was. So it's yeah, of, very like iconic. Iconic, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's really kind of a cool thing. And again, if someone were to check out the website, which is not Zionistas.net. Yes, dot net. Um, we have up there a lot of throwback fashion pictures yes fabulous and I feel like you could look at those pictures of people in Israel then of your people in Europe people in the U.S. Yes. and the similarities but also there are these interesting little differences and just how how neat that is and how fashion is is kind of how we define decades it is I mean fashion doesn't exist in like a bubble it's always reacting to what's happening around it 
right? Like, I mean, when it was World War II, you know, there was rationing. So obviously you couldn't wear stockings and like, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, hemlines always get longer, shorter, like sleeves get bigger, smaller. Like it's, and it's always a reaction to, right? Like pandemic, everyone was like frumping around in sweatpants. And like oh, now, yeah. now there's like, it's called Barbie there's core. Like, you know what Barbie core is? No, but I'm not a sweatpants wearer. Like, well, Anyway, it's like now people are really starting to get dressed up again and like, you know, put outfits together and yeah. not, not that you ever wore sweatpants on you, but. I mean, in the house I do, but not out of the house, really. Well, when we were in the house. Yeah, I did. But like. Our big it, night out was like to the living room. I, I know, know, right? Or you would, if you had like a Zoom meeting, you would put like a nice top on, but still yeah. be in like sweatpants or your pajama bottoms or something like that. Yeah, that was, that was a look. That was a look. I don't know that that's, that needs to be repeated, but it was a look. It was, or like I would, I might actually get dressed, but still leave on slippers. Yeah. Or something like that. Cause it was like, ah. And uh, putting on heels again for the first time when yeah. we like started leaving the house again, I was like, ooh. My so my heels definitely got shorter since giving birth. Like I just don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's like you're like oh right to so something different yeah. again and you know and I think about even how fashion defines you know when they're doing um, a movie or some sort of uh, you know project the the idea of even if the acting isn't all that great if the fashion you know is on point to what it should look like if it's a timepiece. Yeah, and it so bothers me when it's off. Like, I I don't know. I took, like, I went to, like, fashion school, and so I took a few classes, and I learned, like, what, and mm. I can tell when something out of place, it's just so bothersome, and ugh, but, yeah. So, you know, and I'm sure we could critique, like, a ton of shows. But, but I will say Marvelous Miss Maisel. Marvelous Miss Maisel, oh, my God. Mitzvah, mitzvah, mitzvah. Yes. Love shots on mitzvah, my own, big time. Any, have you seen big the newest time. season? Should we no, I know. I, have I haven't either. I haven't either. No, no I, I have not. Either. I'm really behind. I'm also, like, in a in a standstill with Fauda because... Because I get really, I get way too into it, and my son, oh, I, I guess, I, like... I cry when I watch it. Well, and, like, I, I shake. I all yes, I do that, but I also sometimes yell at the TV, and my son is like, "Mom, you have to stop! What you're just getting too agitated!" Like, and like I get, and then I'll like you know call a friend in the room. I'm coming on the next plane, you know. And they're like, Anya, you have no valuable skills for that kind of work. I'm like, yes, I do. They're like, ugh, we can see your lie from a mile away. That show and Tehran. Have you seen Tehran? Yes, I have. I also I literally have a those shows, a lot of like after out. certain scenes, I like exhale. I'm like, whoa, I didn't realize I was holding mm-hmm. my breath. <laughs> yeah, I I can't. And so like the mar- but the problem was like with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I would bitch to the point where like six or eight hours would go by. Wow. And I was like, wait, it's I, such a fabulous I show. I should get up and have some water. Remove my body. Oh my god. You know you're like you're like your um Netflix is like being very passive aggressive. We're like, are you still watching? I'm I like, know, and I'm I like, am, shut up, am. I am. I'm still a sloth on the couch. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but you, like brush the chips off your. T- I guess I should do something now. Speaking of sloth, it was the Brown Seaside Hotel, guys, in Tel Aviv, and it had a sloth on the ceiling. It was one of the animals that was on the Wait. ceiling. I just want to show you a pic to make sure we're talking about the same thing. We place. might be talking about the same thing. Because I if have it is, of it. that's where I blocked off our room for the wedding. Oh my I God, got married so, in Israel. That's so, so see, look at that. Um, but I have to say, like, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the fashion, it just, like, but even, like, the scenes, especially when she was, like, going into the factory to see, you know, Joel's dad or whatever, I'm like, oh, I would just love to, like, I would be like, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. And I just, I can't get enough of it. I just. 
people don't wear gloves anymore to go out. I feel like that is something we should definitely. Is it you know what? One? Maybe. Um, I think so. Let me look at. I have pictures. I I feel like maybe that would have helped slow COVID. Because you know people would have been in gloves. That's true. I'm just saying, like you know, it's something to think about. It could it could have been very helpful. Um, and also another fun fact: um, Israel's probably most well known right now, I'd say, for their bridal industry. Yes, well, there's, you know, kind of like a large, large name who is on Say Yes to the Dress, and everybody knows her. Oh, yeah, Tanina Tournay, Israeli, Um, and also a huge name that's just like, she's like really getting success abroad is Galia Lahav. Mm, Um, Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. She makes, and wedding dresses, and evening wear, um, and Alain Livnay, he makes wedding gowns, and evening wear as well, and oh, there's another, I just, we should definitely have an episode on Zionese that's just about, like, the wedding gown. Oh, yeah, we should totally do it. So, Panina Tornay, um, feel free to call us. We yeah. will, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll fit you Her in. backstory, like, if you Wikipedia her, like, read interviews about her, she's, like, so super, interesting. Yeah. So interesting. And also, by the way, for, when I finally realized, like, I saw, I saw her somehow in a way that, like, I real she's tiny. Yeah. She's tiny. And I did not realize how tiny she was, <laughs> like, until I saw this episode and I was, like, floored, to be honest with you, about how small she actually is. Do you watch that show on the red? Uh, I used to, but, you know, I don't know. I think it's gotten a little redundant. Yeah. Sorry. Say yes to the dress. So I have pictures. Okay. So this is the lobby. No, that's oh, so different. It's different. But so they have, but the brown, lot. brown, like they have, one they have a lot of them. Yes, yeah. but this, yeah. but this actually is the other one in Tel Aviv. It's very small. It's boutique. It's, it's down the street from. Oh, it's a, it's, it's diagonally across the street from the Circle Building that used to be the strip club in Israel that got closed down. Oh yeah, now, it's a very questionable area. Well, no. not now so much anymore. Right, but but, but all these boutique hotels have come it in. It was called Pussycat. Fun fact. I know, and the the by the way, the pictures of the women on the pole are still in the windows. Yes, but it's like this uh, center for learning about marginalization of. That seems like a, something. And a, I'm like, an obvious okay. transition. Right. But I'm like, maybe we should take down the pictures of the women in the window, like the glass etching. But I took a picture of, I'll have to They're find They're leaning it. into it. But I actually think they shouldn't because it's kind of like perfect. But I do think it's very funny that they, they made such a point to get rid of that because Tel Aviv and its diversity, right? Okay. Largest gay pride. Yeah. in the world and everything. They also have a lot of different alternative clubs. Yeah. And there's um and it's not so so underground. And there's even like a bake shop that does like very sexual formed I want to go to that bake shop. And dessert items. I uh Kobe, my friend Kobe, who volunteers for the ambulance for um We should get that that baker on our show. We can Yeah. So uh He's always, he's, he's, cause he drives the ambulance. Not drive, I'm sorry. He doesn't drive the ambulance. He volunteers on the ambulance. He like always has, Dome. Yes. He, he volunteers. And fun fact about them, they are like 90 something percent volunteer. And yeah. my dear friend Kobe is one of the volunteers. And he has told me these like, you know, stories of like picking up young kids or 
touring or whatever and just I mean not like any sort of like telling me people's stories but he's always like oh it was a quiet night or oh, it was a busy night or whatever and um he he's so great because he's he's like traveling all over um he lives in Jerusalem but he often volunteers in Tel Aviv because it's so busy and I think that one of the reasons it's so busy is because you know, there's all these different crazy places that, that are bringing people, you know, that maybe wouldn't normally. And he, he, uh, he's always telling me about the ambulance thing. I don't know why going from that to that made me think of the ambulance, but I think it was just like of driving around and the different things. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we've talked about is like, um, you know, when you have to go into someone's house and like they're at a different level, right? Yes. And sometimes, like, some of these alternative places allow people to be at a different level, but also when he enters someone's house, especially when it's an emergent situation, um, because I never thought about something, being a dog owner, uh, he said, you know, sometimes when we enter someone's house with a dog, it can be very, like, the dog is heightened because the person is in uh, distress. And uh, so he and I were talking about, like, different tactics to help him and the other first responders. And so he brought up things to me that I would not have, ever thought of which is so great and I think that that's again the beauty of like programs like Talk Israel and what you know Zionists are trying to do is kind of like open these dialogue you know type situations and and help show people about like right and just because you don't love it or wouldn't buy it or wouldn't wear it or wouldn't taste it or whatever food and also the food in Israel is incredibly diverse and even though most of it is kosher like there are some places that are not kosher um, but you can't find pork in Israel. No, but you can find shellfish. Yeah. But I mean, they are on the water, so that makes sense. But by the way, the the kosher fish. The, oh my God, I ate so much fresh fish in Israel. I do too. It, oh God, and the whole there is, fish. There's something called the Mediterranean diet, and that's kind of what Israelis eat. It's oh. like fish, salads, vegetables, like. I eat so much, and I'm not gonna lie. In addition to my fish salad and you know all that stuff, there was a lot of pastry involved. Like, pastry. there was a lot of... I have to have my, like, Israeli junk food oh God, that I yeah. like. Uh, yeah. All the chocolate and all the... Yeah. I just can't. And I may or may not have eaten, like, an entire loaf-type situation. That one should serve to a group in my in a setting by myself. I may have done that. But because I think there are, like, you know, so many less preservatives and chemicals uh, yeah, and everything else... I the Israeli economy. I am. I really... And you're welcome, Israeli bakers. You are welcome. Um, but I do like, you can't like leave the bread or anything out on the counter because then like a day it's moldy because there are not all these chemicals and preservatives. In right. There. So really my justification is one, I walk a lot when I'm there and two, there's not chemicals YOLO. and stuff. And YOLO. Yeah. So really I'm just doing a service and sampling the fact that you can still indulge and not and with all the like Jerusalem grill dishes and like all the meat um, Tel Aviv is I think either the most or one of the most vegan friendly cities they have like there's more vegans per capita like it's crazy my cousins are vegan they live in Israel and they're Uh like yeah Okay. Like I'm not vegan. I'm not vegan either. Me but... Don't work because I'm allergic to coconut and there's coconut oil oh. and so many vegan things. Like yeah. So. I can't eat there. It's usually very dangerous. Um, but I did want to say, oh, speaking of like food and diversity, someone else that I'd really like to have on is um, the owner of Pescado in Ashdod. Mm-hmm. So I was there for a project for work. Um, and I had gone back to the hotel 
I was like, hey, is there anything around here? And she gave me two choices. And she's like, well, this is a very well-known place. And then this is really good. This is another well-known place. I'm like, all right. So I just started walking. And I happened on Pescado first. And I just thought their logo was super cute. And there's like And we get fish. the other place was Ori Bori, right? The really I'd famous to, place. I don't know. Oh, it was like burned down in a fire and it was rebuilt. The owner like super famous, like with a long white beard. Oh, anyway. Very possibly. Yeah. But I went into Pescado. I sat at the bar. It was really funny because like, you know, the the hostess was like like looking and I'm like, Lo, rock on me. Just me. Just me. Me, myself, and I. Yeah. But I didn't do that. I do that a lot. Sometimes me, myself, and I. But like I wasn't sure how much English she spoke. And I was like, listen, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I Just me. Just me. So I sat at the bar and it was really funny because it was like, oh, my God, this must be a big date place because it was tons of couples not okay. even like groups of people or even like two couples like just couples just and I was there and the bartenders um speaking to me and I you know I asked I said look I'm not really 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 hungry but I want to oh nosh I want it well I wanted to sample a few things because yeah. I'm like well I'm here I want to try this and he said well I think two appetizers would be more than enough I said great can you make a recommendation so he does oh my god it was literally it was like a ceviche but there was no shellfish it was just a fresh whitefish. It was the most amazing thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. And I then believe the, it. And the other thing he recommended, I was like, oh. I don't was, know. I was like, when he said it to me, I was like, I don't think so. But I, and he said, trust me. So I did. And I, and I, uh, I, I ordered it and it came and it was like a seared tuna. I love seared tuna. Say no more. You had me a seared tuna. On a toasted piece of challah with some other, and I, but I was like, Really? I'm drooling. Like, I'm drooling. I know, but I thought, like, that's not what I want. But, oh, my God. It was trust so, the process. I did. I trust the process, and it was absolutely amazing. So I found that to be so interesting. So I'm talking to the bartender, and, of course, I said, like, hi, I know this sounds kind of weird, but I'd like to take pictures of the food. Because I explain I'm here with this project, da, da, da. This is just so amazing. I really can I before I ever whip out my camera, also in Israel, um, it's good to help our listeners know that you shouldn't just start taking pictures inside places. It can be very alarming to Israelis, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So I um, took pictures, and this is like, I took pictures of the menu, and I was like, first, I was like, can I take, can I have an English menu and a Hebrew menu? And the other thing that I was trying to explain to people is, like, in Israel, also, when you sit down, you often are served, like, an array of salads, salads to start. Yeah. You don't order them. They just come they to just the table. Come, like, pickled this and, like, right. beets. And, and, yeah. So, I, I mean, first there was, like, chickpeas and this amazing sauce, and I barely touched the bread, which was amazing in itself. And then, like, the cucumbers were seasoned with something that was also outstanding. But this is just, like, it, I – okay, let me tell you, there was not a piece of food left in that bowl of the ceviche – um, okay, I haven't eaten dinner yet. Even though, um, I thought I had a picture of the other one. So I was, okay, I was full, but no, no, there was not a single piece that I left in that bowl. I ate every single thing. Um, I'm a little sad because I don't seem to have a picture of the other dish readily available, but I know I have it somewhere else, so it might be in my camera camera, not mine. Have you ever seen um, the documentary? I think it's on High Flix now, too, but definitely on Netflix called In Search of Israeli Cuisine. No, Highly recommend it. we should, yeah. So, and I have to say, we would be very remiss when talking about all of these things if we didn't also talk about the wine industry in Israel. Oh, yeah. Which, in and of itself, is one of the most, like, 
unique and amazing things, right? My because, husband and I try to only drink Israeli wine. So here is my in our in our in studio here. We have um, the map of the MX Valley up in the north. Um, when I visited Jonah Winery, so Gal, shout out to Gal. He has Jonah Winery, and I had seen his winery on another um, an Israeli influencer that I'm friendly with their page. And he had just started this up. So he is, he is harvesting his own grapes. So he's been making wine from others because you, you know, you need the the seven years and everything. Um, But what, what an interesting person. Oh my God. He's so interesting. His wife is uh, amazed. They're just so interesting. And the connection with the land, but like all over Israel, there are wineries that are basically like in the the, would they be are. like we, desolate desert. We, my husband, and I really like to go to wineries. Literally in the desert, like they're and growing in in yeah, like sand. You're like what? It's mad. It's truly right by the like the palm tree farms that are randomly in the yeah. middle of the desert too. So I think that one of the Zionista things that we are going to start doing is also like a wine tour info session oh, because yeah. um, Gaul is definitely a must visit because his background of like being an engineer how he designed some of the the bottles, like redesigned bottles. That's cool. Uh, all this, like, totally sustainable, uh, like, buildings on his property, and even how he went about planting. And his wife is, like, this very smart biology scientist type person, and the other things that they're doing and how they're growing the grapes, and I'm like, oh, my God, wow. And the view and, like, next door is an olive orchard and, oh, my God. Like so, uh, um, you know Hebrew University in Jerusalem. They mm-hmm. actually just started a viticulture degree to get your I, degree, and yeah, it's like a serious thing. Smart, yeah, so smart. Because I don't think that you. I mean, he did go to Europe and study this, but I don't think you need to leave Israel to do it because the way they're doing things is so different and innovative. And I feel like, yes, some of these things are very like you know an indulgent part of life, right? Like you people enjoy wine and they enjoy with their you know, the fashion, the food, and it, but it's also a way that people are expressing themselves. Definitely. And, and, and saying to the world, like, Hineni, here I am, I'm here, this is what I'm putting my heart and my soul into, my, my neshama, my love, my everything, so, um, you know, my soul, my heart. And, and I think that that's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And also, you'd be surprised, like, how many industries, like, Israelis and Palestinians are working side by side. Like, a lot of clothing, a lot of manufacturing for clothing happens, like, yeah. in the West Bank. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, you have to, you got yeah. like, you got to put food on the table. You guys have, like, a common interest. And, mm-hmm. like, you just got to, you get along and get your work done. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I totally, totally agree. And I, I feel like that that is something that, you know, we'll be highlighting. And so... Again, guys, so the Masa, um, JCC, UJA, UJA, yes. Um, please see the Zionistas webpage. Um, it's dot net. The Zionistas.net. Um, you can check out Alana's Instagram. It's on Sababa Creative. It's on. in between. Yes. It's also on the Zionistas Instagram. It's on my Instagram, Anya underscore underscore, Anya underscore think underscore differently. And. Um, I believe it's also on our Facebook stuff, the the event. It's this Thursday, this Thursday May the 4th be with you, May 4th, <laughs> 7 to 9 um, at the, the JCC's location yeah. on the Upper West Side. Yeah, upper West Side. So we are almost going. So 
I want to thank Ilana immensely. Don't worry, guys. She'll be back. But we are going to bounce out of here with Nissen Black, who, by the way, Nissen, you rock the black hat like nobody's business. <laughs> so thank you so much, guys. Talk Israel here on CRS Radio with my lovely and talented co-host, Ilana from the Zionistas. We're going to bounce out of here with the motherland bounce, not motherland, of Nissen Black. I love this song. This place is a dope. We are royalty. We must go back to our place in Kiswana. No. Love it. We are staying right here. This is the motherland. Yeah. Here we go. For the motherland. Yeah. Yeah. We gon' play it loud until they kill it. Yeah. We gon' blow the roof up off the building. Yeah. Yeah. We gon' play that motherland bounce. Check it out now, motherland bounce. Check it out now, motherland bounce. We baba. Black and get a shot. Been with us, Sammy Davis cousin. Tried to dodge the industry, but now my name is buzzing. They all saying that I'm conscious. I say that it's conscious. So I say I've been on since on. Had an on switch from Seattle. The rainy city where my